0: All right, everyone, welcome back to Trunk Talk. We're here with our second episode, and today we're talking about something that is quite a hot topic, specifically in where Gabby and I are from, Canada, but more specifically, Ontario. Ontario. Big time. So, big time. Gabby, what are we talking about today?
1: We're talking about car theft. So, car theft is an issue worldwide. However, there's been a massive spike of car thefts here in Ontario Mm -hmm. and Quebec, so throughout Canada in general. Um, Now, this theft has doubled provinces like Quebec and in Ontario we've seen a 48% increase. Wow. Those are big numbers. Those are huge numbers. Yes.
0: (laughs) So that gives you a little bit of a sneak peek as to what we're gonna be talking about today. As for some other items, we're gonna be talking about um, some anti-theft devices that have come into play uh, from car theft. We're going to be talking about car theft in the early 2000s to car theft now, and some of the hot trends that have been associated with it.
1: It seems to be that history repeats itself.
0: It definitely seems that history is cyclical. Yes, We we see that time and time again and no surprise we're seeing it again. <laughs> so uh, before we get right into it, what
1: car are we sitting in today? This is a 2023 Kia Sorento EX Plus. It's a beautiful vehicle Ooh, that we, yeah. um, we sold and delivered wow and we get to sit in it yes it's For your listening pleasure yes (laughs) if you guys are watching this on youtube of course you can see us talk and see how beautiful how large of a trunk it is um if you are listening to us on our streaming services well i guess you will just have to take our word for it
0: check us out on youtube at the kia hyundai channel so (laughs) all right car theft where do we even begin
1: i want to start off with what we can expect in the future so no set i guess mission to reduce car theft but there is some steps that have improvement towards it so just yesterday today we're filming january 22nd So yesterday was the 21st the government of canada announced that the national summit will be taking place on february 8th 2024 in ottawa combating auto theft relations Ooh. so they're hosting a national summit i should say if I word that incorrectly but um that's big that's huge Very i feel huge. like it takes a lot for it to get
0: to that scale and i mean timing is really good as far as them announcing that oh, yes. and us filming it
1: and yeah it's already been considered a crisis for a while mm-hmm. now here in Canada, but I think starting in this new year, just the fact that nothing seems to be slowing down, obviously we mm-hmm. have to make a move towards what we can do in the future to minimize car thefts. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to ask you, where are these cars going? Oh my goodness. So, where are they not going? <laughs> I think that's a better question. Where are they not going? Is yeah. We're not seeing any inventory
0: here at the dealer level, so yes. we know cars aren't coming to us. Yeah, but. Um, as far as like, what we're seeing for car theft is a lot of them are going overseas. A lot of them are um, being sold specifically to Africa. We're seeing them in Europe. We're seeing them, where else are we seeing them?
1: Well, just a majority of them are being exported. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will point out that in provinces like Alberta, a lot of the thefts there are still staying local mm. and they're more so used for crimes. So crimes within the province. Um, however, of course, there is still some exported vehicles coming from there. But here in Ontario and Canada or Ontario and Quebec, it's majorly it's exporting expensive. yeah, that's crazy yes um you'll see articles time after time people finding their brand new Lexus or one year old Lexus in Ghana mm-hmm. with Ontario plates still on the vehicle. It's terrifying it, it's very scary <laughs> yeah,
0: it definitely is yeah. like it's
1: definitely a, an epidemic. Mm-hmm. I think what we're going to go through today is find out the list of the 10 most commonly stolen vehicles, and least commonly. Um, We're also going to talk a little bit about car theft prevention, what we can do as consumers or as vehicle owners. Um, We'll talk a bit more about the past of car theft and what we did to overcome Mm -hmm. theft in those days. So we start off our journey... With today. <laughs> today is January twenty second, like I mentioned earlier, and I read our article today about investigators that laid ninety six criminal charges after recovering fifty-two vehicles worth more than three point two million oh, planning to export them as far as Aspergen and Georgia, which is Eastern Europe, Georgia. So not the US. <laughs> yes. These cars are being shipped overseas. They're going far away, very, very far from home, and people are making a lot of money off this, Mm -hmm. which is, I mean, why it's a business. Now, Charlotte, do you have any kind of indicator as to why this is happening, especially in the last three or four years? What else has happened in the last three or four years? What what other epidemic, or should I say pandemic, have we all all gone through? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I think we're seeing a fair bit of a resurgence in auto theft because of the pandemic, as we know the pandemic slowed down a lot of Um, production and we just don't have cars anymore like gabby and i we work for dealers if you see our lot like it's pretty empty still here in canada in the u.s and other parts of the world there's a little bit of normalcy but we're still suffering from the lack of of inventory here in canada Mm -hmm. and uh when you can't take it like when there's just aren't vehicles that are being provided and they're exporting new vehicles Mm -hmm. to um you're going to start looking them for them from the customers too
1: so unfortunately just the lack of Vehicles, and especially newer vehicles, like 2019 and newer, those are the majority mm-hmm. of the ones that are being stolen. Um, thieves have no choice but to thieve. Yeah. Now, don't get us wrong; we don't want them stolen from the
0: dealership no. either. No, no, 100. percent No. <laughs> but we definitely don't want them stolen from, you know, people in their in their um, in their driveways yes. or any
1: type of carjacking. Yes, absolutely. Um, want to start off with the most stolen vehicles here in Canada.
0: Ooh, juicy.
1: So, Canada-wide, the CRV, so the Honda yeah. CRV has been the top pick for car thieves yeah. for I think 3 years now. So, it's been it's been holding its place. Now, that vehicle, largely due to there's so many of them on the road. Mm-hmm. Honda CRV is a very, very common vehicle, but it's also very popular around the world. Mm-hmm. Honda is a household name for a lot of people. It is a trusted, reliable brand and Thieves see that people overseas see that they want this vehicle. It's something that will sell well in other countries, and even if they don't sell, it's very easily used for parts. Yeah, right. So up at the list is the Honda CRV. <laughs> Next up, we have the Lexus, the Lexus RX. So the RX series, there's a bunch of different models in that lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, again, luxury, reliability, a brand that people know. Um, it's very, very popular. Yeah. <laughs> very popular. The Ram 1500 was also a surprising thing on this list. So the Ram 1500, the Ford F-150 and GM, Solano and yeah. Sierra have also made the list. Um, and my best guess for this is a lot of the countries that they're being shipped to just don't have these vehicles. Yeah. So there's a demand for them, right?
0: Well, like when you look at the countries that are it, are being exported to, as we were talking about this earlier, and really the biggest thing that they have as far as truck size is going to be a Tacoma. Yeah. So these are going to be bigger. More heavy duty a little bit more rugged and it's product that they don't have but you know probably could use obviously yeah. if they're being exported and yes, imported.
1: absolutely um another one is the Toyota Highlander so again something i'm not surprised to mm-hmm. see the Highlander is a big vehicle it's all-wheel drive it's capable and again these countries that they're being shipped to often have uneven terrain or they would benefit from all-wheel drive yeah. or a vehicle of this size so it makes sense um Land Rover Range Rover Mm. So, Land Rover's Range Rover also made the list. (laughs) Okay. That vehicle is topped. So, this is where things get weird. There's a lot less Land Rover's Range Rover's on the road than there are Honda CRVs. Oh, yeah. That's just the way it is. But it has the highest theft frequency for the amount of vehicles. I don't think I knew that. So, the Range Rover is the most stolen vehicle. Not by amount, but by frequency.
0: Yeah. So. That makes sense if you compare the statistics because yes. obviously the
1: CRV is a huge volume seller. Yes. That's crazy. Um, Ford F 150, like I mentioned, the Honda Civic, which again, Honda reliability, parts, everything just kind of mm-hmm. comes into play there. And then the Jeep Grand Cherokee. Yeah. Again, another four by four vehicle nice size, something that can handle a lot of different terrains.
0: Yeah, the bulk of that is really SUVs or trucks, which is what we, you know, have the highest volume of. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that we didn't see more cars besides
1: from uh, the Civic, which is probably the highest volume sedan Yes. So that makes sense. Our lights lights are off. That's okay. (laughs) Um, Next up, I want to go over the least stolen vehicles. So can you guess what number one is? The least stolen? Least stolen. I am going to say it is, is it a VW Bug? no but that is on the list the least stolen vehicle here in canada is the chevrolet volt so that is an electric sedan oh number one it's a sedan number two it's electric and that's a big point i want to make on this list there are no hybrids or plug-in hybrids or evs on our most stolen lists it's just not something that i think does so well in the countries that these vehicles are being exported to so interesting thing to note Topping that is the Kia Niro, or, sorry, next in line is the Kia Niro. so that is either a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or an EV. Go Kia! Um, also, we have the <laughs> Buick Envision, so mm-hmm. an SUV. Uh, Mini Cooper Countryman, the Volvo XC90, Beetle, Corvette, which is honestly surprising. Maybe a lot of those are being kept in garages, Yeah. so that might be helpful. And then the Hyundai Ionic. So all these vehicles mm-hmm. are rated as the least stolen vehicles of 2022. That's so cool. And I'll just point out that all this data was taken from Equite Association, and that's a non-for-profit that works to eradicate insurance crimes here in Canada. So, not biased. All right, um, Charlotte, take it away. (laughs) Oh
0: man. So yeah, so obviously we're seeing a huge resurgence in car theft, which is what Gabby was showing. And um, you know, at least in my lifetime, we saw this again in the early 2000s. So I kind of want to talk about that and what came from seeing car theft and pretty much, again, seeing if history is going to repeat itself, If we're going to see this cycle again. Right. So car theft in the early 2000s, all of the data I have here is from Stats Canada, uh, love Stats Canada. And it's taken uh, from data from 2001 with being published in 2003. So there's a little bit of timeline. Um, So at the point in 2001, in areas uh, pretty much exactly where we are, specifically in London and Hamilton, and then we have Brantford, where Gabby and I are working, Mm -hmm. um, pretty much sandwiched in between those two cities, car theft at that point had doubled. So like what we had seen, again, specifically in those cities, it had doubled in other provinces up as much as 40%. Mm -hmm.
1: Um,
0: And also at that point is our car theft rate was higher than the U.S., which is crazy. So I found that as an incredibly interesting statistic, and then it gave a little bit of insight as to why we were seeing car theft at that point. So a quarter was linked to organized crime, so whether that be like what Gabby's talking about, getaway vehicles for after committing a crime, uh, reselling, imports, exports, or also just dismantling for parts, Um, Also at that time is when we saw the first rise of the SUV. So before then, it had been mostly, um, you know, sedans that were being stolen, and we started to see a big influx of people purchasing SUVs, and as a result, with more volume, more were stolen. So, yeah, that was what's available, that is what people were taking. (laughs) And it makes sense if they were trying to sell them or also get the parts for them too. Now, also in the early 2000s, not a lot of vehicles had an anti-theft device in them. So, 36% had a car alarm, 26% had immobilizers, and 21% had a steering lock. And that, um, and only about 50% from new car manufacturers at that point had any type of anti-theft device. So, and then I'm not too sure how those statistics are broken down from that 50%. If they are included, it didn't quite give a clear-cut picture of that. Uh, But it shows that that's not something that everyone had in their vehicle. Now, from that, we had the rise of the anti-theft immobilizer. That is a hot topic on this channel, That is a hot topic on this channel. That is a hot topic for Kia and Hyundai product across the board. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So pretty much what happened and how this immobilizer came into play here in Canada is it came into effect September 1st, 2007, but it was announced in March of 2005. So manufacturers had a little bit of time to adjust their plan, get it together, make sure that these vehicles, that their new vehicles were now equipped with anti-theft immobilizers. And that became a part of standard 114 of Canada's Motor Safety Vehicle Act. (laughs) So that's a lot. There's all all your details about it. Um, But pretty much what this immobilizer does is it's an anti-theft device that prevents vehicles from being stolen by someone who does not have the key um, and you pretty much can't turn the engine. So how do immobilizers work? Is typically what it'll do is it'll turn off the fuel supply that way, unless the key is in the vehicle, unless it's in the steering column or if it's pushed to start within the proximity. And basically they both, you know, are transmitting or receiving codes that send to, in layman's terms, the code in the computer in the vehicle um, to allow fuel supply, start the engine, and allow you to actually drive the vehicle. Mm-hmm. So That's how immobilizers work. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) But that was a big thing, because before that, vehicles were fairly easy to steal. Mm -hmm. And I know in the States, there has been an issue with Kia and Hyundai, because some of their vehicles were not equipped with these. So although it was law here, starting 2007, it was not the case in the U.S.
0: Now, I do believe for Kia and Hyundai product, all 22 and above above are equipped with anti-theft immobilizers.
1: Standard, yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, some people bark a little bit about immobilizers when it comes to, you know, oh, why would I need an immobilizer if my vehicle is, you know, a key, a key to start ignition instead of a push to start. Um, And a lot of people don't realize that if you lose a key fob and you have to go and reprogram your, you have to get a new key and have it reprogrammed, is there has to be reprogramming done between the new fob and the key, even if it is just a cut key to start the vehicle because you still, you know, obviously you need to get fuel supply to your vehicle. It's not as simple as like a door lock for no. a house or a shed. It's, there's a lot more to it. Working sure. working in services, people have said, oh, like I just, you know, I'll go and get a, a key cut from Home Depot to start my yeah. car. And I'm like, I don't. I actually don't even think they do that. I don't think you can do that. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. But uh, yeah, you have to have that that transmitter and you have to have everything that, that way you're able to actually use your vehicle and use your key.
1: Hmm. 100%. I'm gonna talk about our next question, my okay. next question. So. I think my biggest concern is how are these vehicles being stolen? Because mm. quite honestly, it's not as simple as leaving your car running in the driveway to warm up while you get ready. Someone grabs the keys and yeah, goes. It takes yeah. off. It's not that easy, especially when so many of our vehicles have a remote start from a phone app or mm-hmm. from the key fob where the key doesn't even have to be in the car. And the vehicle stays locked. Yeah, and the car stays locked. So it's not that easy. It's also not as simple as just someone breaking in and hijacking you from your car, although that is something that is happening. Mm-hmm. So there are carjackings, which is terrifying. Um, but a lot of these vehicles are being targeted at shopping malls, the Pearson International Airport, so a very, very busy airport, their parking lot. Um, companies, or these crime rings, are putting trackers on these vehicles, Yeah. following the owner of the vehicle to their home, and attacking from home. So whether it be with a relay attack, so copying the key whenever there's mm-hmm. locking or any sort of key communication, they can copy that frequency Mm. and resubmit it. So kind of act as a fake key. There's also the option of using your vehicle's onboard diagnostic port. yeah. So your OBD reader. And I know a lot of us are used to using that. If we have an engine code on our vehicle, you just plug it in. But you can actually reprogram your vehicle through there. I can't do it but these thieves—yeah, don't don't get any ideas yeah. <laughs> it, it's not simple but these thieves are just so advanced and they mm-hmm. have all this technology that can do these unimaginable things something that I would never think of oh scary yeah <laughs> um, on top of that I, I think the best thing I can recommend is just some tips for preventing vehicle attacks so of course if you have a garage please try to park your vehicle in the garage I think it's also very important to not leave your key anywhere near your vehicle Mm -hmm. or anywhere near that's a port of access to your house. So don't leave it by your front door because if there is any frequency, they might be able to be on your porch and copy that frequency. Mm -hmm. It's terrifying to think about. This is honestly scary stuff. Um so sleep with their keys. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> no, a lot of people actually do that. I've seen this people yeah. people do that for their own for like for home intrusion. Yes. Is um I've seen a couple of people sleep with their keys on their nightstand that way if they get up they can hit the panic button yes. on it if, if something alarm. happens. Yeah. It's smart. We're I was like, smart. "Oh,
1: that's a good idea." So there's double. Yeah. I'm lucky. I well, I guess not really lucky. It would be nice to have parking close to my house, but um <laughs> I have to park pretty far away, so my key and my car are nowhere near each other. Mm-hmm. So Got that. Um, another thing is you could put aftermarket devices, um, whether that be an alarm mm-hmm. or a steering wheel lock, mm-hmm. all of those things. You can even do an onboard um, OBD port lock. Now, these are things that get a little tricky. You don't want to avoid your warranty or mess with any sort of wiring. But um, if your vehicle's out of warranty or you just want that peace of mind, yeah, they are options at least. Um, But I guess, yeah, parking in your garage is a huge thing. Also, just making sure if you don't have a garage, you park in a well-lit area, somewhere where there's cameras um, or any sort of surveillance helps in Mm -hmm. the event if there ever is.
0: And like when we say surveillance, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like you don't have to have, you know, floodlights on your vehicle and, you know, all types of crazy cameras. I personally, I have a ring doorbell.
1: Yeah. I have a ring doorbell that shows me where my vehicle is. Yes. Um, One thing that we've actually experienced here at our dealership, we did have a car theft, I believe it was two years ago now, (laughs) Um, and it was a Sorento, so similar to what we're in right now, not similar, exactly the same. Um, Kia has an app called Kia Connect, and that allows you to see Mm -hmm. your vehicle's live location, lock it, unlock it, panic button, all that stuff um, from your phone. So the vehicle's key was missing, our sales team didn't realize, and then next day, couldn't find our Sorento. What happened? Did someone take it home? I'm not sure. So we checked our Kia Connect app, we saw it was in London, Ontario, which is about an hour away, something Mm -hmm. like that. Roughly. Yeah, the vehicle was stolen, but we had its exact coordinates, which some people are not that easy. Mm -hmm. Some thieves are smart enough to be able to turn off systems like this, Mm -hmm. but it was something that was useful. And again, this is leading me to another question. Mm -hmm. What are car manufacturers going to do? Oof. Because that is a great
0: question. Um, first, I'll just say, like, when that car was stolen, it wasn't because they broke into the car or anything like that. They literally just swiped they, the key. They had the key. Um, so it's pretty easy to drive a car when you got the key. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so obviously, here in Canada, we had laws come into effect because we had a huge resurgence in car theft. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll see something else come into effect with this you know summit that's happening
1: I'm curious to see what if they'll make anything mandatory
0: yeah like a new law. but I'm even trying to rack my brain up as to what new technologies that we can be using yeah. aside from maybe you know phone connectivity for tracking purposes or yeah. other stuff like that but
1: I feel like if you guys clicked on this podcast to get the answers we don't have the answers but no, we we're open to discussion
0: we like to shoot the breeze about things about cars yes
1: <laughs> So it, it's honestly a topic that it, it's a very hot topic. It's terrifying yeah. and it's very real. Yeah. Uh, you cannot type in vehicle in Ontario without seeing theft. Mm. It is, it's very bad here, um, especially in the GTA. So that's about an hour away from us, but it's extending all throughout Ontario. No cars are truly safe. Mm-hmm. Um, please follow the recommended guidelines to protect your vehicle. And we're hopeful to see what the future will hold for car manufacturers. Yeah. 100%. I think it's cool because it, you
0: know, it kind of ebbs on the, you know, innovation comes when there's a need for something and we're starting to see that need. And the thing about auto manufacturers is in order to, you know, really be ahead of the game game is you need to anticipate like, you know, five years in the future minimum. Yes. Yes. And then be able to meet that. So I'm curious as to see what will be coming out. Mm -hmm. But uh, this is a little bit heavy. Why don't we talk about something a little bit more
1: fun? Yes. Okay. (laughs) We'll put the... Fun and car theft, I guess. So this is a very light, light story, but we always like to include a fun fact at mm-hmm. the end of our podcast, uh, episode two, so always. Yeah. All right, so this starts off with Mr. Carl Benz, and Carl Benz was an engine engineer mm-hmm. in Germany. So this was a long time ago, mind you. Think the name Benz, and what else we can... Mercedes think, Benz? Think car. Think car, okay. So Benz patented the motor car from 1885, and this was dubbed the first practical modern automobile. Mm. Pretty cool to see. On August 5th, 1888, however, his wife, Bertha Benz, left her husband a note saying that she and her sons, her two sons, would be heading on a 104-kilometer trip to visit her mother. So he assumed they're taking the train like they usually do. Yeah. To his surprise though, he later on went to his workshop, which was just outside of their home and realized that his patented motor car was missing. Uh, Where was this motor car? Well, it was on a 104 kilometer road trip. So this was dubbed the first car theft, but also the first long road trip, wow. the first test drive. Oh man. And the first car show. A lot of people at this time, they were not used to seeing a vehicle. Mm-hmm. This was the first vehicle of that time, right? So she had taken as invention, the Benz Patton Motor Car Model 3 and rolled it out and even started it out of earshot. So she, like a true partner, wow, pushed it down the street. She screen. knew what she was doing. Yes. And honestly, I have to give her credit for this because, I mean, that was also <laughs> great marketing everyone saw her on that everyone road saw her. and was just what is that what is this girl doing?" you know I think she's the reason we make car YouTube videos maybe maybe showing so, off the product we can all be a little bit more like Bertha Benz so I thought that was really interesting to see um great history and you can even drive that route that she took so in Germany wow. there is the Bertha the Bertha Benz loop it's in German it's loops trail something like that and uh you could follow her footsteps wow her, her tire trucks. That's insane. She also um, mentioned brake lining as well. So she took the car to a cobbler after she had some braking issues, and he put leather along the lines to provide brake lining. That is insane to think about. So, wow. Wow, indeed. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that sums up today's episode of Trump Talk with Gabby and Charlotte. Let us know if you guys have any questions, um, what your thoughts are on this whole car theft debate. Mm-hmm. If you're in Ontario, has anyone you know been affected by it? Hopefully not, but it's seriously something. Have similar. you been affected by it? Myself directly, no. Yeah, me either. I've never had Truthfully. a car stolen. Um, my aunt, however, years and years ago, so this was in the early 2000s, she did have a Honda and that was stolen yeah, a lot. <laughs> it was always recovered, however, so it was mm-hmm. more of a local crime thing yeah. rather than organized export, that kind of thing. Um, it's terrifying however if you want to read more on it there's tons of articles Mm -hmm. I feel like every single day there's a new article Mm -hmm. Um, one more thing I wanted to point out is so this is again from Equit Association Um, insurers paid out 1.2 billion in theft claims in 2022 I believe that it's a serious issue I believe that
0: in uh in the early 2000s it was 1 billion Uh, but if you it wasn't adjusted for inflation yeah insane it's pretty crazy
1: Well, on that note, stay tuned for next week's episode. Um, Our Spotify, oh my goodness, our podcast is now on more. On more platforms. Mm -hmm.
0: So feel free to check us out on Podbean, the Kia Hyundai channel, or if you you can simply just search for Trunk Talk on all of your podcasting platforms. Mm -hmm. So thank you guys so much for listening and for watching. If you're on YouTube, please check us out on YouTube at the Kia Hyundai channel. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Don't forget to leave a like and a comment. Have a good rest of your day. Bye -bye. Bye.